Welcome to The Laneway, where we delve into all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and sustainable fat loss. But coming at you with an unbiased, educational, and hopefully entertaining approach. Welcome to episode number 32 of the number one health and fitness podcast, as voted by the Martians of Mars. In the opening segment of this podcast, I tell you about my eyeball chlamydia, and that takes about 25 minutes. So then we walk into the questions. Question number one, is there any situation that a meal plan could work? Question number two, is it okay to squat and deadlift in the same workout? Question number three, I should have opened this quickly. So what happened during this podcast is someone asked a question literally while we're answering question number two so i quickly inserted it into question number three so question number three is if i did any extra focus sessions would they be junk volume or are they actually going to help with muscle growth that came in from marnie question number four what are your thoughts on 10k steps per day and question number five are diet drinks healthy do this podcast with me today? Should are we like are we are we on? We are on. What do we even have all the questions compiled and ready to rock and roll? Uh, yes. Wow, I have not seen these notes, so it's going to be a big surprise for me today. Well, look, uh, everyone listening hasn't seen them either. And they never get to see them. So it sounds to me like you've actually got a head start over everyone else. Oh, this is funny. I'm going to close my computer. You because sure? it's um, – I was just like in the middle of replying. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, I was just replying to a comment. I was just like living my best life over here and it turns out we're actually podcasting. You know when you get – you know, have you ever been on the phone and someone's like, okay, I just need to get your credit card details? And you're like, yep, no worries. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. and it, or, or maybe not even credit card, but something. Yeah. And like they're waiting for you. They think that you're doing something. Yeah. And you think that they're doing something. And it's, you know, like. This happened to me like no joke last week. And I actually, I was like, hello, are you still there? She's like, yeah, 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 I'm just doing something over here. I'm like, well, how's the heads up? <laughs> Could I get a like, sorry, just bear with me for a second while I just quickly type something up. No, I'm like, hello? Because that's what you don't want to do. You're like, I don't like, want to right? be rude and be like, hey, you know, do you, are you ready? Yeah. And they're like, motherfucker, this takes time. Relax. <laughs> Chill, Chill out. You'd be like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. I just didn't know if you knew that I was waiting for you or if, or if I thought that you thought that <laughs> I was waiting for you to wait for me. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was just like on the podcast there. So you're like, oh, I'm just replying while well, I was over here waiting. Well. I, you were waiting for me. <laughs> I was waiting for you is what I'm saying. Neither of us We're waiting to be for rude. each other. I didn't want to be rude. I'm like, oh, you're obviously a Busy, obviously, which <laughs> is not unusual for you. And you're obviously like, sunshine. <laughs> I'm just waiting over here. So I just slapped record and I was like, do you want to do this podcast? And if and anyone heard the first, like, yeah, that was actually you answering me, not on the podcast. Yeah. You just, just thought, like as your wife, just being like, yeah, let's you go. You thought it was re- just real IRL. Yeah. In, yeah. Actual, actual. <laughs> Mate, how freaking interesting has today been? It has been a interesting day. It's been good. <laughs> it has been 
Very, very interesting, unexpected turn of events this morning. I've been through uh, a lot of emotions. Oh, gosh, so I'm just going to turn that off. I've been through some emotional uh, trauma, trauma. Yeah. I feel like emotional and physical trauma, both. Yeah. (laughs) Are you just going to leave it there? Well, I don't know. You know when um, you ask your grandpa about the war or whatever and, like, he just drifts off into, uh, you know. Is it like PTSD? uh, I remember when I lost Timmy (laughs) and then I had to go away anyway. And, like, and you're like, geez, Grandpa, I just wanted to know if you got to kill anyone or not. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's how I feel already. Because you've like got to really tell you got to really tell the story. And, gee, you know how to really tell a story. <laughs> You'll love telling a good story. Don't I you, can babe? add some mayo to a story. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I feel like you really need to set the scene. I have been planning to get laser eye surgery for um, probably six months, 12 months. I went in a couple of years ago. I went in 18 months ago. Anyone that's heard this story knows this, but I went in – anyone that's – we've got some new listeners on board that might not have heard this. So um, I went in about 18 months ago to find out if I if it was possible because some people's eyes are not suitable for laser surgery. I just wear glasses. I usually wear contacts. Um, they said, yes, your eyes are suitable and, you know, this is how much it is, five grand, six grand, whatever. I said, no worries. So I, it wasn't urgent for me. Like wearing contacts has not been – super annoying for me Mm. if i had to wear if i couldn't wear contacts and i could only have glasses glasses are super annoying for me because i try and do things and they make it harder not easier and so long story short about 18 months later i rang back i said look i've booked in i came in can i let's do this you know and they're like yes sweet show up this day i showed up and they're like hey um you've been wearing your contact yeah so you haven't worn contacts for two weeks yeah and i was like what? Like yesterday? He's like, well, you can't wear contacts leading up to this because contact lenses can change the shape of the eye and that can impact the surgery. And I was like, fuck. I said, yeah, I wore them yesterday, bro. I said, I've, been, I've worn them every day f- for like 20 years or a bit less. And he's like, ooh, that's a problem. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, this is your problem. Don't, <laughs> don't look down your nose at me. You're like, maybe this is something you could have given a motherfucker a heads up about. And I could have prepared Yes. Anyway, long story short, they were not able to do the surgery, which I think was the safest call. Mm. And I had a tantrum like a fucking child. I didn't say anything to them. I didn't, you know, I just, I was just because I had worked myself up because um, I don't want to get a laser beam in my eyeball. <laughs> I and don't feel like anyone wants that. For some reason, anyone that has had it, they'll be like, you're, uh, but you're being a pussy. It's nothing. And look, you're probably right. I haven't had it yet. So I, I don't know. But the thought of it, I'm like, oh, you know. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, scary. So leading up to it, you know, the couple of weeks I would, you know, think about it a lot. And then I was there and I'm like, finally I'm here. Bang, I'm getting it done. Let's do this. Let's do this, you know. And then – You psyched yourself up. I psyched myself up. They said no. And I was like, ah, sad. Anyway, long story short, I finally got over my tantrum or whatever. Actually, you know what happened? Uh, someone – I think I put a cue in – a couple of things have happened. I think uh, Jill, yeah, Jill, Jill Dread, she's like something, something, laser surgery. I said, you know what, Jill? Fuck it. I'm going to book it right now. I said, I haven't told anyone this because last time I got it, it was such an ordeal. I didn't want to be the boy that cried wolf and talk about it for the next <laughs> six months. I was yeah. like, next time I talk about this will be after the surgery. Yeah. I haven't had the surgery, but. Here we are but talking here about we are. it. Because of today's. Because of today's situation. Events. 
Anyway, long story short, I said, fuck it, Jill. I'm just going to book this now. So I booked it then and there for the soonest available date that they had. I started wearing uh, glasses. Which is why you've probably seen Brad on Instagram with just glasses on and nobody usually sees you with glasses. Very rarely Rarely. wear glasses. Very rarely. Because I have been historically so comfortable in contacts. I'm like, Mm. well, I just might as well wear them. They don't bother me. Anyway, I started getting um, like a sty. Yeah. And over the past couple of months, it was like it wouldn't, you know. Like legitimately probably the last six months, I reckon. It would go and come and, you know, like you used to. And it would it would get worse, it would uh, like flare up and then it would get better. Anyway, about a month ago, it got, it got proper bad. Like, and I was like, oh, this is doctor, you know. I'm going to have to get a quack for this one. <laughs> Went to see the doctor, gave me some drops, gave me some ointment. Anyway, had the drops, had the ointment. And it's gone away. The redness is gone. The pain is gone. And I'm like, but it's still, there's a lump in my eyelid, which was not there before. I was not born with a lump. <laughs> I've developed the lump. And so laser eye surgery is booked for, so today's Wednesday. So not this Friday, the Friday after. That's when it's booked for. I thought, I better call them and say, hey, I've got, I'm lumpy eye now. <laughs> yes. Is this going to cause any problemos? You know, I'd rather get ahead of this and not have yet another Situation. Because I feel like if it happened again, you would be like, fuck you, I'm out. Well, this one would be my fault, right? Yeah. Because they'd be, hey, lump eye, mm. any chance you could have give us a heads up, mm. you got a fucking tic-tac on your eyelid. <laughs> you legit have a tic-tac on – but that's like – I know it's kind of laughable, but like it's true. There's like a tic-tac on your eyelid. Anyway. So I'm not self-conscious about it all, so I appreciate that, babe. And, <laughs> and so I rang her I said, look, I got the tic-tac – it's what's it called, chlamydia or whatever. It's not. <laughs> it's not chlamydia. It's what's the name of it? Chalazian, Chalazian. I that's, don't know. That's a bit more like it. Chalazian. It starts with C and Brad's like, it's a disease, so it must be chlamydia. It must be the chlamydia. Yeah. No. The doctor's Chalzian like. Chalazian or something. Yeah, he's like, it's a mustache right issue. Anyway, so I'm like, I booked in. I've, they, I rang them. They said, yeah, come in and we'll take a look at it. And I'm like, cool. So I go there this morning. My eye's fine. I have no pain. I can see. Everything's fine, but there's a lump. There's a tic-tac. There's a tic-tac. So I sit down in the chair, and he's like, yep, that's a tic-tac, all right. And he's like, it's a 50-50, the first dude. And he's like, I'm not actually too sure about this. I'll have to get actual Dr. Mark, like the dude that does the laser surgery, to have a look. And I'm like, yeah, all good. I got my mask on or whatever. And Dr. Mark comes in, and he goes, what's going on? And I explained, I said, I'm booked in. I said, it doesn't hurt. It's all good. But I don't want to blink, you know, because <laughs> they laser like a flap in your whatever the eye bit, your cornea? eye. Cornea? Is, is it cornea? Could be. Yeah, I think, I think so. Look, I'm no eye doctor. So they peel know. back the flap. They laser your pupil. Yeah. Put the flap back down. Give you a smack on the ass and off you go. Yeah. And I'm like, what if the lump hits the flap? Oh, you yeah, know? I didn't even think about that. Well, look, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but that's to me. I feel like it is. This is the shit that keeps me up. This is me when I wake up like grandpa in the middle of the night. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> what if this happens? Anyway, <clears throat> long story short, he takes a look and he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, pull your mask down. Like, like, like me. S- and I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, geez. Like, don't that? you know, be like, rude about like, it. Like, he's just about to, we're about to get face to face. Like, we're about to nearly kiss. No, we did kiss. <laughs> okay, sorry, I missed that bit. Like, you know the machine, anyone that's ever, you know, been to an optometrist or whatever, you sit your chin on the machine, Yeah. you're on one side of the machine, 
they're on the other side. It's like a binoculars, a yeah. microscope looking into your eyeball. Yeah. You're going to look at their ear, look up, look down, look left, look right. I didn't know that, but okay. Have you not done that? No, mate. I've got 20-20 vision. How do you know? <laughs> I've never had a problem. <laughs> anyway. So I'm like, dude, pull the mask down now. We're just about to kiss. What, wouldn't, isn't this the time for the mask? Anyway, I pull the mask. So I took my pants off. And he go, I put it up. Anyway, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, um... Because I told him the story. I'm like, it's weird. For 20 years, I've probably done what you're not supposed to do with your eyes. Like, I've probably been not as hygienic as I could have been. What you're saying is you don't have very good hygiene. You using my joke. <laughs> I've been waiting for like five minutes to do that. I've got poor hygiene. You know, I don't clean the contacts as well. I probably wear them for too long during the day. You're I wear them. with them. I have fallen asleep with them. Anyway. And I've never had a drama. That's, Ever. That's why I took the piss with them. That's why I would just be like, they'll be fine. Because I just have never had a drama till now. And now it won't go away. Anyway, I said, what do you think, Doc? Give me the bad news. And he goes, he's more or less said, he goes, oh, yeah, we've seen this. There's some uh, recent research. that." And as soon as he's like, there's some recent research, I was like, you had me at recent research. Like, as, you know, yeah. lots of people say lots of things. Yeah. Very rarely does it come from research. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes. I am ready for this. I'm like, yeah, I will take my pants off now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, some recent research has suggested that because uh, we all have mouth bugs. He called them mouth bugs, but I get the feeling it's mouth bacteria, bacteria is yeah. what he meant. Which is fine. We all have mouth bacteria. And he said, uh, depending if the top of your mask is not like perfectly fit, you know, like squished right down really well, your mouth breath along with your bacteria can come up out the top of your mask. And especially if you have glasses on, you know, it's there's less room for it to escape. He said, so we're seeing a lot of people getting dry eye because the mouth breath comes up and it takes like the – a lot of the tear or whatever off the eye and more people are getting eye infections that have never had them due to dry eye and they've never had dry eye either and also stuff like mine you know so i might eye chlamydia (laughs) the eye chlamydia right (laughs) and he's like that and so that's and i was like oh that's why you told me to take the mask off and i'm like it's funny you say that because you know when you wear the mask with the glasses my glasses fog up yeah and i'm like bro this is the worst like it's so hard you can't see i'm like trying to i try and smoosh it around my nose as much as i can but the glass fog up bro yeah it is anyone that's wearing glasses is like yeah and it's like a captivating zone for your mouth bug breath well, that's what's in happening. Your eyeballs. Mouth bugs have been going in my eyes, doing the sex, and they have <laughs> built a tic tac that now lives under my eyelid. Yes. I said, What do you want to do, man? And he's like, Look, it's, you know, 10 days away. He said, It's likely not going to get infected again because I've been taking the drops and stuff. He said, But if it gets infected after we do the surgery, we can't do much for it. He was like, so you might be better off removing it, you know, getting rid of the tic-tac before. Yeah. I was like, okay. And he goes, but I just don't know if it'll heal in time, this, that, whatever. He goes, you know what, let's do it now. <laughs> I was like. W-. Like right now. I was like, what do you mean though? <laughs> and he's like, come on, uh, I'll go and check and see if the op- if the theatre is available or whatever. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't have my safety blanket, you know. <laughs> I didn't have you there with me. <laughs> yeah. To like hold my hand or some shit. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't know. I don't know why. It just is wigging me out about the eyes. Yeah, of course. It's your eyeballs. 
you know? Yeah. Anyway, he goes, come on through. We sit down and there's a nurse. She's a nice, uh, not older lady, but, you know, say maybe 60, 55, 60. Anyway, she's a nice lady. Like a mum figure, you know, but you know, like those nice mums. Yeah, she's like one like of those. Me. Yeah, yeah. But like older than you. Yeah, like you know, like the, nice like me. Like you know, remember like the Brady Bunch, or whatever. Remember <laughs> like, <laughs> like a. I'm picturing a nice, sweetheart, elderly lady, but I'm getting the feeling when you said fifty-five or sixty that that's not what I pictured because fifty-five to sixty is not necessarily elderly. No, that's what I was going to say. You know, remember the the was it the maid on the Brady Bunch? I don't even remember the Brady Bunch. Oh my God, <laughs> is there someone Alice? more recent, Alice? Anyway, anyway, nice older lady, maybe sixty, sixty-five. Okay, is that better? Yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> and she had a shocked look on her face, like, "Is this motherfucker really going to perform this surgery right here, right now?" You know. And so, Doctor Mark, I get the feeling he's like. Needs something to talk about at golf or sushi with the boys. Like, what have you been up to? You're never going to believe what I got to do, you know? <laughs> like, maybe this is some shit he hasn't got to do for a while. Yeah. Like, if I got to help teach someone squat. Yeah. Like, in the gym. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck, guess what? I got to uh, help someone squat. This is what we did. Like, it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you did it every day, not you'd be so like, much fun. not so much fun. Mm. I get the feeling this is a throwback for him. And yeah. so he's like, time to dust off the old toolkit. Yeah. And see if I've still got it. Yeah. And she's like, I hope he still has it. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Anyway. Brad's texting me. He's like, they want to do this now. But we don't know what it is yet, right? You haven't really told them what it is. They're like, yeah, you got a tic-tac. Whoopie-doo. They might stick a needle in there, bro. Yeah, so they did. So they numbed it, stuck a couple of needles in (laughs) in the eyelid. And I'm thinking to myself, my eyelid's thin you know, that's a big needle, bro. Like, can what you, if you? Did you see the needle? Yeah, bro, well, I didn't know what he's up to, so I looked up and I saw, you know, like the smile on his face as the <laughs> a, antiseptic or the numbing shit is coming out the top of the needle, and the worried look on her face, and I'm like, fuck. And so he held my eyelid, poked a couple jabs in, poked a couple more. And she must have noticed the distress, which I don't know if it was because I was like scrunching my shirt with my mm. hand. <laughs> and she must have noticed it. She goes, do you want a stress ball? I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. I would love a stress ball. So she gave me the red ball to squeeze. Anyway, he gets uh, my eyelid. Remember at school there was always that kid that could flip his <laughs> eyelid inside out <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, so he flipped my – I could never do that. <laughs> he flipped my eyelid inside out. And then he gets this prong, this tool, like an opening tool with a screw on it to like hold it in place. Like the, I feel like you don't describe like a describe, claw. Like a claw that opens the eye yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like and like it opens, opens, opens it like yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a bit more descriptive. Yeah, and it makes that noise. Anyway. <laughs> so that's on there and I'm like, motherfucker, my eyelid is not going to open any further. <laughs> and I was wrong. He got it further. And I was like, oh, I'm, shocked. This, I'm shocked. This is my shocked face except with one eye extremely open. <laughs> anyway, put some drops in there. I'm shitting myself. She's holding my hand. She's shitting herself. Like the nurse was holding your Look, hand. after a while. <laughs> <laughs> the old lady. So after a while, yes. Yeah. I think she saw how uncomfortable I was with the whole situation. <laughs> and she, <laughs> I was not I was not comfortable. Anyway, it's different when you're there. So if you so you came with me when it was laser eye surgery time. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe how 
you know, comfortable and relaxed you are. I was not comfortable and relaxed. Yeah. I just have to put on a brave face mm. because you're there. Yeah. And I don't want you to see how much of a pussy I actually am. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. So, but actually, like yeah. when you're there. Yeah, it's different. You're, you're like, are you okay? And I have to be. Yes. And I'm you like, tell yourself that you're okay. I, I tell you I'm okay. It helps me tell me I'm okay. I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I don't even care. I don't even need these eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know? I feel like you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway, so you weren't there for me to be able to go like whatever. So the thoughts start, you know, what if he fucking plunges that needle too far? You know, what if he's writing his own prescriptions for fucking knows what? <laughs> yeah. This guy, he's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. four minutes ago I had my pants off and mask down. <laughs> now here we are, he's got a needle in his hand <laughs> and Alice is worried. She's got one stressful, i got the other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's doing his job and it was fucking uh, not – painful is not the right word but extremely uncomfortable to the point of you just counting the seconds. Like fucking please this be over. Just hurry up. Just hurry up and just, you know, your eyeballs just forced to maximum open. You can feel him scraping, cutting. He's got the um, – What's the is cutter? It's called a, sca- a scapula? Scalpel. Is that a scapula? Scapula's Sca- in your body, Sca- but yes, close. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's got the scapula and he's cutting. <laughs> and And she's like, they're like, uh, she's standing next to me, he's up above me. And she's like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, I know. It, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you better get more cotton wool or whatever. And she goes, and I'm like, motherfucker, you're meant to be like. Holding my hand. Well, not that, but, <laughs> oh, this is very routine. No, no problems. I'm totally comfortable with it. Not like, oh wow. And she's oh, wow. like, oh my god, that's a lot worse than I There's thought. There's a lot. Yeah, she, she's like, that's a lot of blood or whatever. And I'm like, bro, don't say that. Is this April Fool's Day? <laughs> you want Keep you the doing? fucking customer calm. <laughs> yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. It is not a lot of blood, and that see this every day. See it all the time. Anyway, like, okay. I'll fucking shaky scalpel. He's cutting away. She comes back with the bag of cotton wool. She's like, you better. <gasps> was it cotton wool yeah, balls? Yeah, bro, they use fucking cotton wool balls. <sighs> I'm going to be honest, it was the least of my worries. She goes, you, do you want to hold my hand or whatever? And I'm like, fuck, is this cheating? <laughs> no. And she goes, well, just hold two fingers. I said, just two fingers. No worries. Ash says the same. So I'm holding <laughs> her fingers. This is no shit. I'm squeezing her fingers. I swear to God. The nurse is letting me squeeze her fingers <laughs> and she's rubbing the top of my hand and she's telling me how brave I am being. <laughs> and I'm going, one or two things is happening here. Either A, she knows I'm a fucking massive pussy <laughs> and I'm being a child and she's like, you know, giving my lollipop or whatever or she is as shocked as I am about yeah. this whole fucking situation and she's like, you're doing great, mate. You're doing great. <laughs> Shaky hasn't done this for a while so... I know what kind of pressure you're under. Anyway, finally, Shaky decides that he's going to unscrew the thing, which took 10 minutes to... <laughs> for it to come unscrew. all the way back down. Well, my eyelid felt like um, like a flappy skin. Oh. Like it had been stretched permanently. Oh, like no. it just sort of like... Back no. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm like... And plus because there was um, antiseptic or whatever it is in there. Is it antiseptic or... What's the numbing stuff? I forget. Antihistamine. <coughs> no. Anesthesia? Yes. yes. I don't know. Whatever. Anesthetic. Anesthetic. There was <laughs> numbing shit in there. So it's kind of, I'm droop high, plus I'm floppy lid. The tic tac's gone, but the blood's there. She's trying to mop it all up. 
and rub my hand and I'm like <laughs> trying not to cry. The stress ball is fucked. <laughs> You've like squeezed I squeezed the last squeeze that that stress ball had left in it and he's like, okay, cool. I've still got it or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to be telling the mates at golf this afternoon. Yeah, he's going to be eating his sushi at tonight at dinner going, oh, that reminds me, honey. Guess what I got to do today? You know, yeah. I can't believe I forgot to tell you. <laughs> and she'll be like, "Oh my god!" And he let you do it? Yeah, he didn't fucking know. Yeah, well, that's true. Anyway, so put a patch over. My, so I was meant to go from straight from there to get a massage. Yeah, like for a my back physio. still. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had one physio, you know, a week ago. This is my next physio appointment. I had to message him and say, "Bro, I'm gonna have to postpone this because." Um, just after it, they got the patch on my eye and I'm like, fuck, it's hard to walk. How am I going to drive? Yeah. You know, I'm going to run someone over. Mm, yes. Again. And so they go, I said, what should I do? Do I, can I go? What do I, and they go, just wait out there for 30 minutes. We'll take the patch off and then we'll make sure you're all good. Anyway, I walk out and everyone in reception is doing the same because I didn't say anything. Like I didn't scream. I didn't cry. <laughs> I, felt, I did on the inside. She actually said once, she goes, you're doing so well not to say anything. Like, And I'm like, number one, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that's that. That's not helping me. Say, you know, you're being a pussy. Yeah. Because then it makes me feel like, oh, okay, this is no big deal. Yes. You know? Yeah. She's like, you're doing so well. And I'm like, I'm crying on the inside. She's like, oh, well, normally people, you know, cry Crying? on the outside <laughs> with the pain. Or, and I'm like... This motherfucker is, you know. <laughs> she just continues to make it work. I go to reception and even they're on to me. She's like, oh, my God, did they just do that then? I'm like, I'm looking at her like, well, yeah, what? what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you did so well. And I'm like, what is going on here? Wow. I didn't. I'm like, look, don't get me wrong. I well, it's a laser eye surgery. They don't, they, I'm sure they don't generally just. Cut people's fucking eyelids Cut open. people's eyelids open every yeah, day. Right. It's their their job is to do something different. They'll be awesome, but they were super good. Like they're giving me all this sympathy, and I'm like, I'll take it. I said I don't get sympathy at home. <laughs> Actually, the text message to you, I was like, they want to cut the tic tac out, and you're like, just do it, rip it off like a band aid. See you later. <laughs> well, I actually, I didn't say see you later, but I did actually say if I scroll back through my messages, I was like, awesome, rip it off just like a band aid. This yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Get in because I thought you were going to say, you, well, you did. They want to do this right now. I thought you were going to say to them, no. I'm like, bro, just get it done. Get in, get out. Boom. That was the move. Yes. Because it was going to be shit either yes. way. It would have been shitter thinking about it for a week. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're right there. But just, you know, I don't know if you've got a dictionary and you want to look up empathy or sympathy. In there. <laughs> I wouldn't know but what that is. No, I know. So they give me all this sympathy and give me a back rub or whatever. The nurse tell me how brave I am, give me a lollipop. She had to get this ball back off me. I'm getting tissues and they put me in the nice recliner. They're like, yeah, you can – I'm like – they're like, you just wait. The nice they're like, no, no, don't, not over there, like with the plebs. You get the big chair. You're a big boy. <laughs> You've been so brave today. You get extra So I'm in the recliner. I've got the patch over my eye and I looked at it after about 10 minutes because I'm like, oh, it feels like – um, my eye won't stop watering. Yeah. It's blood. Ugh. The eye patch is all blood. I'm like, oh, this, is, this is not ideal. So I had to message Gaz Dog with, with one eye with one eye and physio and say, man, I can't. Because I said that to him, I think just, just before he did it, because I knew I only had, you know, I didn't want to um, 
fuck up the physio's day yeah. and, and not show. I said, I've got uh, an appointment with a physio after this. Should I cancel that? He's like, what part of your body is he doing? I was like, my back. He's like, no, you – and he's looking at me like, well, he's not massaging your eye, dickhead. You'll be okay. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, yeah, but if my eye's all fucked up and I'm going to – that's what I'm thinking to myself. Well, if if I'm smooshing it. my eye into the fucking tiny little mouth hole, it seems like maybe that could be a problem. And he was just like – you're not getting out of this. I've he's psyched himself up to do yeah. it. You know, he's like, I got my tools ready. They're he, hot and disinfectant. He's hitting them on the thing like a drum kit, like he's ready to go. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when I finish and I can't see, I've got a patch on my eye. Snot's coming out my nose. You know, once your eyes are fucked oh, up, your nose runs. Like, I got snot everywhere. There's blood on me. I got a stress ball hanging out my ass. It was a <laughs> fucking scene. And I had to message old Gaz. Like I said, man, I'm really sorry. Can we postpone it? I lost my eye or whatever. <laughs> it's escalated from they're cutting a tic tac out till you've lost your eye now. Yeah, you eyeless. I'm eyeless. So yeah, that was a. <laughs> so that was my day. That was like a forty second story. It could have been that uh, just took me twenty seven minutes. There you go. So yeah, so that was that was um, the eventful morning. I normally would go, but it was only because we didn't know that they were going to cut it out for starters. And then you had physio after mm. so i'm like i'm not gonna go to the physio and sit there for an hour you gotta be joking <laughs> so i was like you'll be right yeah but yeah anyway probably mm. should have gone so now i still don't know if i'll be able to get it yeah so it's still a 50 50 i still go back friday week in the morning cross my fingers and maybe well if it hasn't healed up properly or it hasn't done whatever then they just won't do the surgery yeah and I'll have to rebook yet again, <laughs> which it is what, look, at yeah. this point, it is what it is. I feel like this um, countdown to it has been so much different to the first time, though. I don't know if it's just your yeah. brave face, but it just feels a lot different. We haven't really spoken about it or anything. No, nah, it does. This one feels different. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Well, bro, you've just, they've just cut a tic-tac out of your eye, laser eye. It's probably more like a, it's a golf ball, babe. <laughs> okay, sorry, we've escalated. Like a tennis ball or whatever. <laughs> we've so escalated. Basically had a basketball. <laughs> Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you'll be fine. If they've done that. They were all very friendly in there. Oh, that's They cool. were all very – because I had a poor um, – I, I wasn't super – I was not nasty to them, of course, but I was still a little bit disheartened due to our <laughs> last experience yeah. of, like, not telling me not to wear fucking contacts. And I actually found out where the broken link in the chain is. Yes. I found out why they did not tell me about the contact lenses – story boring you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I have the worst memory ever and I spend most of the time if I talk on the phone, I have an airport in, one or two airpods. So you said airport? I'm like, you have a what? You have an airpod. I had an airpod in. So what I'll do is anytime I book an appointment, while I'm on the phone, I'm typing it into my calendar. It's the only way I remember. I will forget. Which I'll, is fair. I have to get a Bluetooth scale because I'll get up out of bed do a wee-wee and step on the scale. And by the time I get from the scale to the jug, I have forgotten how much I weigh. <laughs> so I had to get a Bluetooth one so I can literally open it when I'm on the couch to get my weight because I forget. Yeah. I'm forgetful. Then, I'm a forgetful little soul. That's all right though. And so I, this time when I booked it in, they said, okay, no worries. We've got you in for this day, this time. Do you want me to send you a reminder? And I had already written it in my calendar while I was on the phone to her in the airport <laughs> my airport in and i said nah it's, i said look yeah what fuck it let's i'll treat myself send me the 
text message reminder. She goes, all right. Well, she sends a reminder and it's actually not a reminder. It's an instruction fucking booklet <laughs> about not wearing contacts for two weeks before, about how to – and I'm like, this seems like it should be not negotiable. Yeah, this that's seems, not a question. This is not a reminder mm. of your appointment. This is a – Pre-care. Don't fucking forget to do this bunch of shit, else it could compromise – Yes, your eyes. And so, the the, surgery. so last time I booked in, I know what would have happened. They would have gone, Do you want a reminder? I would have gone, Nah. All good. It's in my calendar. Don't worry about it. Turns out. Should have worried about it. I should have worried about it. Well, there you go. So that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Shall we get into the questions? I think we're going to have to. <laughs> my heart rate's up a bit after that, <laughs> after reliving that. I've got PSTS. <laughs> I think it's not called PSTS. You sure? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I've got PMS. T? A. A. PMS. Pissing myself, actually. Shitting oh, myself. Shit. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Question number one. Can I ask it? <laughs> sure. No, it's just I feel like I talked for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, of I think it's time for a break. Yeah. Okay. Question number one Is there any situation that a meal plan could work? Yes. Question number two. <laughs> yeah, of course there's situations a meal plan can work. There's always going to be situations where – you right, mate? I need a tissue. <laughs> For you, eyeball. There is always going to be situations where anything could work. There's always going to be variables. There's always going to be, yeah, different situations. Meal plans, are they the most optimal um, for most people? No, because – most people really like socialising and most people really like um, making their own choices when it comes to the food that they eat. That's what majority of people like. But there are some instances where a meal plan may may help some people. Um, majority, probably not. And the reason being is that a meal plan doesn't teach you anything. A meal plan is going to give you a set of strict guidelines that you need to stick to for the same, you know, six meals, seven days a week. And it doesn't allow you the flexibility to go and... Um, eat at a wedding or eat at a birthday or, you know, like what if it's your birthday and cake is not on your meal plan? Will you miss out on your birthday cake? Or if it's your son's birthday or when you're sitting down for dinner with your family, is everyone going to eat the same meals off your meal plan? Like there's many situations where a meal plan just creates a very black and white, I guess, mentality. And that's why I guess I don't really like them. I actually used to Um, and some people might not know this, but before I actually started coaching full-time online, my stripper, I was a stripper. No, not really. Um, actually sold meal plans because I'm qualified to do so and I loved creating them, but it wasn't helping anyone. So, and you're actually an excellent cook or is cook the word? You can cook fucking delicious meals. You like your recipes are really nice. Your meals are nice. So not only were you good at it, but you actually very, it was like an, is creative the right yeah. word? Tasty. Yeah, tasty. I think so. I think so. And like I just really, really enjoyed it. And I was like, this is what I would like to eat and this is fun. And, you know, like that was really, really cool. But um, I think when it comes to situations that it may work, if you are somebody that I guess is uh, 
doesn't socialise at all, maybe doesn't have a family, maybe works in a very, very high-stress job, prefers to meal plan and doesn't like variety at all uh, and just wants to, you know, have the exact same six meals seven days a week with zero flexibility at all, it could work. But I can even see flaws when I say that, you know, like I'm thinking, okay, well, what about when you're not in that situation? What about when you do have a family? Like it's just I am so because I've been on that side coming to the other side I'm like it just I can see where it's headed I can see that okay well how do you then learn to have flexibility how do you then learn to progress from a meal plan I just feel like it's not teaching anyone anything does that make sense totally agree you gonna add to that yeah I think that the only situation where I would recommend a meal plan, where I would say, you know what I think you should do or what a, a, big, gr- a big group of people should do in this situation is a meal plan would be if you're a competitor. Mm. If you are not currently super educated in nutrition, if you're not super across it, maybe you have uh, great genetics for muscle growth and so – you know, someone, maybe a coach has seen you or maybe you've just looked at yourself and thought, you know what I should do is a bodybuilding show and you want to lead up to that bodybuilding show and hit peak week and hit hit the show in fantastic form but you're just not super across calories, uh, macros, micros, how much they have a deficit, all that stuff and you probably might only want to do it once or maybe only do it once a year in that situation, it's probably not the end of the world to have if you, an eight week, eight weeks of meal planning, twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, whatever it is, of meal plans set out for you. Yeah, I I can agree there too. I think that that's probably a situation that it could be really really helpful and just take a little bit of pressure or stress off. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. For that main main reason is that you know it's just I eat the same thing, but like. There's so many instances where I've even seen people recommend um, meal plans to people that haven't really ever tracked before and I can see why and how that can be helpful but there's nothing like often being thrown in the deep end and swimming out yourself. Like learning to, to do that, you've got those skills that you just can't replace. Starting with a meal plan for, for some people I think is more like just I don't know, this is probably a little bit dogmatic for what I'm normally like, but I feel like that is extra babying. I feel like that's, I just feel like I'm thinking about you in the future rather than you today. And I know that future you is going to be far better off if you learn how to learn the value of food through tracking your food do you mean for competitors no 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 like just for the everyday general population for gen pop 100 fucking percent yeah a meal plan is like catching an uber yeah if we go to bali or maybe not bali dubai we go to dubai for two weeks we're not going to buy a car or or rent one yeah of course not (laughs) we'll catch an uber around yeah yep and it's the same if it if there's a short period of time that you need a quick fix solution yeah and i think that that can be an ideal situation wherever you are in your life right now picture you only get to catch ubers it'll work for a while yeah until it doesn't and you're like this is so 
Ah, you know. If I just had a car to do it on my own, I could have been there by now. Tracking calories and understanding that side of it is having your own car. Yeah. Or or learning to drive. Yeah. You know, it's that side of it. If you only need, you know, I'm trying to think, even when it comes to competitors, I think they should still know it. Yeah, of course. Most of them will. Most of them will. But I'm trying, I think of someone like Koiro. Remember when he did his competition? Yep. He did one. He has amazing muscle building genetics. Yes. He was just able to eat pretty much how he wanted and then to come towards summer, he would do like, oh, I won't have carbs after four. Yeah. Now for him, that just meant less calories. Yes. And that was enough for him to lose body fat. Yeah. Have abs. Because he was in a calorie deficit from that Exactly. Exactly. So for him, he wanted to do one bodybuilding show and so it was easier to just catch an Uber for a few weeks. Yeah. It was easier just to have a meal plan for a while. Yeah. And then he finished it. He went back to what he used to do and it hasn't impacted him again. Yeah. So I think, but that's such a small niche. Yes, I agree. Like That is such a small percentage of the market. Can they work? Look, I, they, like, they, they work. Can, they do, so do calorie deficits. Yes. As long as you stick to them. Exactly. But that I think that's the thing that you're trying – that we're trying to – out of all of this long talk, these 10 minutes of answering, Normally I feel like, like that is the core, is that do they work? Yes. Yeah, but go get your calendar. But is it sustainable? And put a cross through every day because that's how many days you get to go out. Get your calendar cross every day, one cross on each day, and then look back at the calendar – the days that do not have a cross are the days that you get to go out. None. Because what's going to happen, even when you plan, like today, Yeah, I, w- I might have gone, cool, I'm going to go f- have my breakfast here on my meal plan, I'm going to be back for lunch. What am I going to do today when I get an unexpected meteor that needs to get removed from my eye? <laughs> we've, wow, we've really escalated. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, and you get you get stuck, and you're at you, your lunch is at home. Like, yes, so there's the always going to be situations. Like the point is, for someone like us, you know, we are always going to have a lunch or a dinner or a barbecue or an event or something. But even the people that are like are the opposite and are more likely to be home, there's even going to be instances for them oh, where absolutely. you can't plan for everything. If you don't want to leave the house for twelve months, yes, a meal plan will work. Because mm. you planned for everything yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But if you, you know, as soon as you, even if you go, okay, I'll go out for lunch but I won't eat, well, how many times can you do that? Or I won't drink. Yeah. You know? Well, you, you can't, look, you can. The, at the for end of the day, long? you can. But for how long? Yeah. And what people don't realise is the mental impact that that has on you. That's the poor relationship with food. Such a good point. The segregation that you probably couldn't deal with for eight weeks and you're like, no, I'm fine. But when everyone else is smiling and eating whatever the F they want around you that might have a drink, hey, like drinks are usually not put onto meal plans. Like, you know, that, and hey, it's not all about drinking alcohol, absolutely. It's not, but what if it, there, there comes a time that you want? And I know there's going to be people, people that are listening that are like, you know what, I'm happy to do it for eight weeks. Yeah, but okay, cool. You're happy to do it for eight weeks, but what happens after the eight weeks? If you return to the way that you were eating before or start to have a little bit more flexibility because you have been deprived of that for God knows how long, um, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it might be, because you've been deprived of the foods that you would normally like to enjoy, the chances are that you're actually going to go and consume a lot more once you finish that period of the eight weeks or the 12 weeks or whatever time frame challenge that 
you've set out to follow the meal plan. You may have lost the weight over that time, but in that process, you've also been completely isolated. It's no different to being isolated at home. You're just isolated in a different a different way. You're isolated with your food choices. You've got you've you're developing a very black and white mentality. You've got very strict fruit food rules to follow. And then when you come off, you're just going to eat everything that you've missed so much and the weight that you've lost and the life that you've lost for eight to twelve weeks is time that you're not going to get back and the weight that you have lost, you will get back plus some. So that's the way that I talk about, or that's the way that I think um, when it comes to meal plans. Totally agree. (laughs) Brad was just like doing a snippet on a video, um, just in like the last five seconds of my me talking, and I'm like, I I just I freeze. I just don't know what it is. Anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So they can work for an extremely small population. There's a better way, you know, for yes. 99.99% of people, even if it's a tasty meal plan. Because some meal plans... My meal plans were great. Well, even some of the meals these days, yeah, like they do fake uh, cheeseburgers and stuff, like yeah. fake McDonald's. And they're fake probably... Away. They're probably... Yeah, fake away. Yeah. They're probably delicious. Yeah. They probably taste fantastic yeah. and you would probably be happy having that any day over uh, a McDonald's one, which is actually the sponsor of this uh, <laughs> episode, thanks to McDonald's, the family restaurant. Do they get a discount? Brad, 10 at checkout for your discount. But it's just that time that you can't, you know, you will be out. Yeah. It's, go- it's going it's to gonna happen. It's going to happen one way or another yeah. at some point. Yeah. All right, question number two. Is it okay to squat and deadlift in the same workout? I would say, uh, I'm going to say no. And the reason that I say that, there may be some kind of a performance athlete, again, 0.001%, that is squatting and deadlifting for their performance athletic endeavour. And they may have so much volume so let's say an MMA fighter, just as an example, has to ha- uh, be, their cardiovascular has to be incredible. Like they have to be so cardio fit. But then they have to learn how to box incredibly well. Then they have to learn how to do jiu-jitsu or wrestling incredibly well. Then they have to maybe kick, kick, so whether they use karate, kickboxing, whatever. So the point is they have to learn so much skill set along with they do have to have strength along with probably some like either plyometrics or, you know, some explosive training, along with cardiovascular training. So because they've got such, so much to do, so much, and they have to try and remain injury-free and they often have to, you know, jam it into a a shorter period, maybe maybe a super performance coach that is really, really a lot smarter than me might be able to work out a way to put them both in one program. However... For gen pop, for bodybuilders, for everyone else out there, squatting and deadlifting is a super complex movement. There are some coaches that will not uh, that will not program deadlifts above eight reps mm. because it's such a complex movement that they're concerned that if the more fatigued you get with higher reps, the more opportunity there is for form to reduce or technique to reduce and opportunity for injury or the risk of injury increases there's coaches that won't program german volume training which is 10 sets of 10 because again being such a technical movement 
you do want to reduce or eliminate the opportunity of injury. Injury. And so going from squats, you know, two to five range or even a six to eight or eight to 12 range, often you are so fatigued. And although they're slightly using different muscles, let's just say the legs, you're using your legs in both a lot. You do a set of squats, four sets of squats. Oftentimes that's quite a lot. Even though you might then go and do a leg extension or a, you know, whatever, leg curl, whatever, trying to go from your squat to another technical movement, another compound movement that is so technical that you want to have 99 point something percent technique correct after squats, trying to do squat and then deadlift, my biggest concern would be technique and fatigue. Yeah, I, I can absolutely agree with you. I have... No, like I have in instances, um, particularly with very, very beginner people, I have actually programmed something like a goblet squat and also like a dumbbell um, Romanian deadlift, right? And am I boring you? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you after this question what I've been doing. And it'll make sense. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I have, I have actually programmed like a goblet squad and that, for example, in a very, very beginner, like this is a preparation kind of training. And I don't want you guys to get confused because when you're doing heavy back squats followed by a heavy barbell conventional deadlift, this is the, I, I feel like the instance where you were referring that, hey, I wouldn't be doing these. Once, once you've learned those movements and and you are doing the heavy, like, you know, when Eight you out s- of 10. Oh, like, yeah. So I think sometimes girls might look and go, oh, well, I did like 10 kilos with my squat. And then I was doing, you know, like I had maybe um, seven kilos in each hand for a deadlift after. I feel like that doesn't really apply to that. It's not, it's not quite the same. Good point. So that's kind of like I'm, I hate giving numbers, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. So if you were doing like if you then had barbell squats with like, I don't know, 60, 80 kilos, and then you're doing deadlifts that are kind of 70, 80, 90 kilos following it, that's a situation that I would be like, no, like you just said. Working at an 8 out of 10 Absolutely. RPE. You're pulling – I don't know if anyone saw the – um. Real. I was like, what's that thing called? The reel that I posted yesterday and it had the the voice that no one's coming, no one's coming. Mm. And you saw the vi- there was a like a two-second snippet of me with the ugliest face ever, like pushing for – I was doing a Z-press, barbell Z-press. That's the kind of facial expressions when you're pushing at an 8 out of 10. That mm. was probably even a little bit more than an 8 out of 10. I'm not sure if I would have gotten another rep out after that. But, yes, so – just see paint the picture. Yeah, totally agree. Now, what I was doing and why I was recording you. Question is, number three is missing. That's because I've just swapped it. <laughs> okay. So normally I don't uh, normally have my phone off. Yeah, because it was really distracting. <laughs> it was distracting, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm just going to text over here. So it's only that it popped up and it said, "Hey Brad, have a question for the podcast." And because I got my watch on, I just happened to look down at my watch and said, hey, Brad, have a question for the podcast. And I just, I don't know why. I was like, oh, I've got to know what it is. I can't not know. And I read the question while you were doing your explanation. And I said, we're literally recording a, a podcast right now. I said, I'm going to swap it out and put your question in right now. Because it's fun. Yeah, a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, stop, that's awesome. Ha-ha. And so I videoed 
And she's like, ha-ha, love it. Hey, Ash. Oh, hey, who is it? It's Marnie. Oh, hey, Marnie. So this is Marnie's question. Question number three. Oh, surprise question. I'm a member of TWA Ew. and love the full body sessions three times a week. If I did any extra focus sessions, would they be junk volume or are they actually growing or are they actually going to help the muscle growth? Part two to that is I'm getting married early next year, congratulations, and wearing a strapless dress and have been wondering if it's worth my time doing the upper focus session as well to get max gains or not so much. Yeah, good question. Is this for me? Yeah. Is this my question? Yeah. I was just like looking where we're at. Yeah, really, really good question. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and say junk volume, no. When you're doing a focus session the way that I have actually prescribed it or I've programmed it in it is at a much different intensity to what your foundational sessions are so you'll go and do your three foundational sessions your rpe or like your your max effort's going to be roughly about an eight out of ten when you come into the focus sessions the intensity is not supposed to be that high the intensity for a focus session is basically to continue to send the muscle building signal which typically starts to die off at about 40 to 48 to 72 hours after you do a you know, a heavy weight session. Um, So your focus session is basically to tell your body, hey, we still want to really focus on this and it's it's supposed to be keeping the muscle building signal high. The intensity of a focus session is roughly about a 6 out of 10 in comparison to an 8 out of 10. The reps are higher. It's more of a pumping kind of motion, more just getting blood to the muscle. You'll walk out of the gym and you just feel like a little bit jacked kind of like, oh, you know, you know that feeling. Babe, I love, I love that. that feeling. Yeah. You know, you, lo- you walk out and you're like, oh, the blood is just in the muscles and mm. you just feel that burn, that burning sensation. Whereas oftentimes when you're doing your foundational sessions, it's not quite that same feeling unless you're in high rep range. So when it comes to a focus session, that is the main priority. However, I would be asking what is your current level or what have what has your been training what has your training been like most recently if you have not been doing any training and then you've just started the three foundational sessions like don't add in a focus session just leave it as is um and you could potentially look at adding i don't when did she say she's getting married Early next year. Early next year. I mean, you could potentially look at adding them in in a couple of months' time. Just weird. We haven't got the invite. (laughs) But I'd be more inclined to – and I know that there's kind of like a deadline there and there's a wedding um, involved. But, I mean, I'd be more inclined to really just start, follow the process, get your green ticks along the way, get some enjoyment out of the process, become like – shape it so that it's really going to fit your life and then it's something that you do enjoy and can see yourself doing long term like even myself now that we're even Brad we're at a point in our life we're training three days a week without focus sessions it just it still brings joy to our life it still helps us stay fit and healthy and strong feeling good hopefully looking (laughs) looking good we don't look too bad bro see my eye well you just had a crater taken out of it um so yeah, so I, I would be more inclined to be, how is it, what am I doing now and how is that going to be adding value to my life in three to six months' time and looking at it from that perspective rather than, look, is adding a focus session in going to be getting me to my goal quicker by the time I get married? So that's something that I would take into consideration. Um, but yeah, you could absolutely do it without a problem. 
if you wanted to, if you're like, that is what I actually want to do. I think that I would love it and I would continue doing it after I get married. Yep, I think so. I think it depends. The two parts are the behavioural side yeah, and then the physiological side. Yeah. So the physiological side, can you recover from that volume? Most people, yes, because yeah. it's not technically, as you just said, it's not technically another session. It's just sending a signal to the muscle to keep the muscle building signal going. Yeah, sort the of. signal is – so like training is – and I just – this kind of like – is like the language – so we could sit here and say, hey, body, listen up, bro. Can you please grow the quads? Like that's what I really want to do. Well, your body doesn't respond to that. Your body responds to that language by you going and training your quads. So your focus session is like you saying, hey, this is the focus that we need to send some more people to build up, right? Right. Like, does that work? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. There's okay. an email in that. <laughs> yeah. Learning a new language. Learning it. Let me write I can speak down. body. I speak quads. I've done one about language before learning to speak Chinese. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so, <laughs> physiologically, if you've been training for six to 12 months, then yeah, for sure, add a focus session and you'll get some more uh, value out of that without overtraining. If you're new to training, you're going to find that you probably won't be able to tell the difference between three sessions or three plus a focus. Or if you've come from a cardio class background, running background, swimming background, Pilates background, whatever, then you'll probably find the same thing. You won't be able to tell the difference. If we looked at future you in March when we're all going to be at your wedding together, if we were to be able to go, here's what you where you'll be exactly what you'll look like three versus three plus a focus. You know, if you're new... You, I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference. If you've been training for 12 months or something like that, still um, splitting hairs, but that's where we come to the behavioural side. Mm. So will it help? Well, it's not going to hurt. If well, you've been, that's if, right. If yes. you've been training for 6 to 12 months. However, when we look at the behaviour and patterns or human behaviour and patterns, if you're someone like Ash, once you set your mind to something, you will do it. You'll get up every single morning Zombie to your computer, sit down and do it. Same with your training, same with everything in life. If you commit to sausage Thursdays, or, <laughs> I mean like eating. Bun- bunning sausages? Yeah. Then it's happening, you know. Hide the sausage Thursdays. It's happening. So if you're that type of person, if you've been training for 6, 12 months, you've, you've got all your ticks. maybe you were sick. You can miss a tick for being sick, but you can't miss a tick from being sick of training or sick of <laughs> You know what I mean? So if you've missed yeah. it for a legit reason, you know, I went to the eye doctor and they cut Jupiter out of my eye. <laughs> yeah. And so for that oh, reason, I'm not going to train So today. I missed, well, look, I would still train personally, but if that's it. Yeah. You know, so if, if from a behavioural well, side. Body, what body part are you training? Fucking eyelids. <laughs> yeah. I have been training my eyelids. Because it's like there's something in there, there's sand or whatever. So it must be the inside of, I don't know if you've ever seen a giant gash before, but that's basically what's inside <laughs> my eyelid is an enormous fucking cut. And I can feel it on my eye. And so I blink, like I'm pretty much Blinky Bill. <laughs> You're Blinky Bill now. I've blinked, I've increased my neat today. Absolutely. From the amount that I've blinked. I just constantly blink like 600 times a <laughs> That's definitely a cake's worth of calories there. I think so. <laughs> well, I just had a thousand calorie salad. Well, actually you did. Um, all right, question number four is for you to ask me, isn't it? No, me to ask you, what are your thoughts on 10K steps a day? 
What are your thoughts? My thoughts Lane? on 10K steps a day. It just depends on everything comes down to what's your baseline. So when it comes down to what do you think about 3,000 calories a day? Well, that's a lot of food. Well, it depends. If you're uh, Chris Bumstead, he eats 5,000 a day. What if you're, um, what's if old mate that I like? What's his name? Brad Lane. I do like you. No, the other guy. Ryan Gosling. No, I do like him too. Um, the YouTuber that you watch all the time. Will, Will Tenney. Will Tenney, that's it. How did I forget Will Tenney? Yeah. He like has a bottom, it's a bottomless pit. Like he'll have like 10,000 calories a day. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So who, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. what's your baseline? So how many steps are you doing now is what I'm getting at. About 7,000. Okay, well, if your goal, if you're doing currently 7,000, Getting up to 10,000 is going to be about, for most people, about another 30 minutes a day. So can you sustain 30 minutes more? Can you? How long can you commit to 30 minutes more? How much shit can go wrong in your life that you can still get that 30 minutes extra every single day in and stick to it? And what phase are you in and how important is it to you for this outcome? Yeah. That's what I would ask because for me, I would probably at this stage <sighs> – struggle so i naturally do between six and seven if we take the dog for a walk you know in our normal day-to-day life when it's not launch week or whatever if we are going at we normally do go out of our way to try and be active because otherwise it is easy just to sit at your desk or sit at your computer for all day and do a thousand steps yeah so we actually go out of our way to do steps by taking the dog for a walk or just taking us for a walk Combine that with going to the gym, combine that with you wanting to shop all weekend and go around the shops, mm-hmm. then, you know, we get up to between six and 7,000. Say 6,000. So when I started my fat loss phase, I went up to 7,000. I just added 1,000 steps a day, which is 10 minutes for me. Yeah. I would go to the treadmill. I don't mind doing steps on the treadmill. It doesn't worry me. I actually probably prefer it. So I'll put my iPad up there, put my headphones in, and I'll try and do some learning while I do it. I then increased it to 8,000. When I when I dropped my next lot of calories, I then also increased another 1,000 steps because I had become adapted and 7,000 was by that stage comfortable. Yeah, it's, e- well, it's for, yeah, easy. For me at that point, yeah. it was easy. So I went up to 8,000, which meant a little bit more focus in that area and I had to make sure I was on top of it. So how many steps are you doing now? Track that first. If you're in one of the groups, the new spreadsheet – the new WWT, has now got an optional step goal. Yes. So don't set a step goal from the start. Just track three to four weeks. Don't worry about what it is. Just live your life three to four. And then you'll be like, oh, but this week's different. No, that's Mm. living your life. That's part of it. Because guess what? Another week will be different too. So don't be like, oh, this week was different because it was school holidays. What happens next time it's school holidays? So you want to get a, like an average. Yeah. Track it for three to four weeks. Whatever that average is, set that as your minimum goal. Yeah. And if you've got the dub dub tea, it's now got an emoji. So instead of this, you still get your three green ticks. After those three green ticks, the next most important thing is steps, only because it's neat. Yes. And that's for a few reasons. One, it is an extremely effective tool for – uh, uh, calorie deficit or energy balance. Yes. It is one of the most underrated cardio list things that you can do, especially for energy balance. Yeah. So just I would nearly look – you can't say this because you fucking can't measure this, but I would nearly go out on a limb and say dropping 100 calories would be equivalent to doing an extra 1,000 steps. 
Now, you can't say that because no. everyone's different, right? Like but a day. A day. Yeah. A day. Yeah. Everyone's different, so yeah, you can't it's say that. Be different. But that's a bit of a – that's how uh, high up the level. It's the fourth most important thing after your three green ticks. So now you can get a, uh, a thumb emoji. So you just write in your steps each day yeah. and then at the bottom of that you either get a thumbs up or a thumbs down emoji if you hit your step goal or you don't hit your step goal. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I I would agree with you in terms of what you just said about your steps, how to track them, how to put them in. Yeah, I would say that 10 minutes, a 1,000 calorie – sorry, a 1,000 calories. A 1,000 steps for me is less than 10 minutes. You must walk really bloody slow. <laughs> I feel like that would take about six minutes. Um, well, I do – because I do it on the treadmill, I think I – Oh, and you're learning as – you're doing – yeah, we should obviously be walking a bit slower. Yeah. But Look, if you – yeah, if you've just had a shower, I'm walking faster because <laughs> I'm chasing you around the house. But other than that, that – you know what? It might be like, you know how – our research shows nine to eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, it's ten to twenty. What to, you're like, one thousand is ten minutes to my brain. Yeah, a thousand is ten minutes. Yeah, that's just yeah. set it and forget probably it. Probably worst case scenario too. So it's that's probably good. That's the best part because it's not like someone will go, oh, but I've got short legs. So what I find, bro, whoever is the slowest walker, if you've got two legs and you don't have. Actually, if you've only got one leg, you're only doing one step for everyone else's two. There you go. Yeah. If you've got two legs and you can walk totally fine, then worst case scenario for 99% of people is a 1,000 steps for 10 minutes. Yeah, it will be worst case scenario. So yeah. that's fine. Um, but, yeah, that, like when it comes to knee, yes, it is a fantastic tool. Obviously, the wor- the downside to it is you just don't know how many calories you are actually burning. There's no accurate way to measure it. But it is a fantastic tool that you can go, you know what, I'm going to increase my steps by 1,000 steps this week and I'm going to see what that actually does. 1,000 steps a day and I'm going to see what it does. It's worst case scenario, an extra 10 minutes. Go after dinner for 10 minutes. Go for a walk around for 10 minutes and come back. Like that's, the world of good. That's seems doable it's gonna help with your digestion after dinner mm. you know a bit of downtime a bit of decompression time perfect if you're a sales rep on the road or you're like oh but brad i have appointments park 500 meters past your appointment drive 500 meters past the driveway yeah get out of the car walk 500 meters which will take fuck all it's yes. a few minutes yeah do your appointment walk out you walk back 500 meters. there's a kilometer yeah. yeah now go to your next appointment yeah when you park your car at the shops Park further away. It's easy when you do little things like that. If you just consciously are, you know what, I'm just going to park a little bit further down the road. You do that 10 times a day. It's perfect. Now, you don't have to track steps. You don't have to do any of this. It's not a must do. And that's why the step goal is an optional step goal. If you're in a reverse diet, a main gain, a bulk, I would, you don't have to. I do, but you don't have to. However, if you're in a fat loss phase, Research will show that your movement, your body will automatically, as you as it's deprived of food and you're in a calorie deficit, it will automatically start to slow down your system. Your metabolism will slow, your blinking will slow down, you'll move your hands less, you'll wank slower, everything's <laughs> going to be slower and you're more likely to couch potato more often. You're very highly likely to even walk less. Yes. So, ah, uh, great suggestion would be that if you don't want to track during a reverse diet a main gain or a bulk make that the time if you hate it if you really dislike tracking make that the time you don't do it however four weeks out from your fat loss phase start it then 
Yeah. So that way you can just get a base point and go, okay, Brad, I do 5,000. I've tracked and just my living my normal life, I do 5,000. Cool. Commit to 5,000. Because what you'll find is 5,000 might turn to 3,000. Yes. And you might be going through a fat loss phase and that could be enough for you to not be in a deficit exactly. for some people. Yep. And you might be like, fuck, Ash, I've been, you I know. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And you just don't realise how much it changes. So that's one part of it. The second part of it, you might want to use it to boost your fat loss phase. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. As soon as I enter a fat loss phase, I up it by 1,000 steps. Yeah. Don't make it up it by 10,000. No, just make it achievable. Mm. Even if you think, Brad, I can achieve 10,000 added, just start with 1,000, commit to 1,000. And so Ash will do blocks of fat loss phases, three weeks in a deficit, followed by one week at maintenance. I would do those four weeks at a thousand extra steps. Yeah, that's your, yep. your next four week block. You're reducing your calories another hundred calories. Mm. Increase your steps another hundred ca- steps, uh, another thousand steps. If you want to, yeah, boost your fat loss phase. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Of course it is. Bro. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, last question. You ready? Question number five. Are diet drinks healthy? And healthy is in like, I've got my hands up <laughs> using my knee doing brackets. No. Like, are they healthy? No. Are they healthy? No. Like, okay. <laughs> so. It's a good question because It is a good question. Do you want to give some context about. Yeah. Like, okay. Talk so. Talk about diet drinks. And particularly when it comes to, say, fat loss. So. A lot of people don't quite realise that fat loss and health or fat loss and nutrition, they're two different things. Good point. You can be unhealthy and achieve fat loss and people are like, oh my gosh, you've lost 10 kilos, you must be so healthy. Not necessarily, no. Like that person could have legitimately eaten chocolate every single day and just because they've been in a calorie deficit have managed to lose 10 or 20 kilos. But that doesn't mean that they're healthy. I think that's... That applies to diet drinks as well. Are they bad for you? Not necessarily, no. But are they good for you? Are they going to enhance your health? And that's where I say no. Like having Diet Coke is not a nutrient-dense a nutrient dense drink that's going to enhance or boost your health. So are they healthy? I'm going to go and say no. Diet Coke is not healthy, but is it bad for you? Is it going to cause you uh, issues for some people? It might. For some people, you might get digestive uh, upset if you don't do really good with um, artificial uh, sugar-free stuff. A lot of a lot of people actually get upset stomachs from it. I I actually don't drink soft drink. I don't really like it, but I know that I wouldn't because I don't suffer with really any digestive upset at all. But yeah, my point is are they healthy? Like they're not nutrient dense. So therefore it's not healthy. Right. But you nailed it. It's <laughs> people mix fat loss and nutrition. Yeah, they're two totally separate they're things. Two, and actually often fat loss is not healthy. Absolutely. You're literally starving your body. Yes. Eventually, if you were to stay on that track, that is the road to death. You're yeah. on death road. Yeah. At the end of this street, there's a T intersection and both ways go to death. Yes. Most people don't uh, make it that far. Mm. Most people pull out, like me, <laughs> and will stop before they get to death. Yes. You know? Yes. Because it's shit. Because mm. everything in your body, your body starts releasing more ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. It starts releasing less. Is it leptin? Yes. Which is the satiation 
hormone. So you constantly, your body, no matter how much you eat, it's telling you, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You, it starts to downregulate all your systems. So you turn your couch of potatoes, turns up, and your walk steps goes down. Uh, so eventually you will normally, most people will stop before they get to that point. But your body doesn't understand how far down Death Street you are. Yeah. As soon as you turn on to Death Street, your body's like, fuck this. You know, yes, admittedly, the longer you're on there and the further you get, your body gets more and more warning signs. Yeah. But as soon as you turn on to Death Street, it's not happy about it. It's not stoked. It's like, yeah. are you hungry? <laughs> yes, I am. That's because we're on Death Street. Yes. <laughs> you know, keeps, yes. keeps on sending more and more signals like that. So when we talk about fat loss and nutrition, I used to start with eating. I always tell that story about heal thyself or healthy self, the yes, cafe in the Melbourne cafe. that I used to go to. And I was like, hey, can you help me track this? It's a thousand calorie healthy burger. It yes. was full of nutrition. Yes. I was getting nutri- a lot of nutritional value yes. into my body and I likely would have felt better for it. My energy, you know, all the vitamins and minerals were fantastic, right? I was basically pissing BCAAs. That's yes. how healthy I was. But – if I, if I ate three or four of those a day and had 3,000, 4,000 calories a day, I'd probably gain weight. Exactly. So for fat loss, that, was, that was not ideal Yeah. for fat loss. But for health... Plenty of nutrition in there. Exactly. Plenty, plenty of nutritional value. And exactly. So when it comes to things like I have seen, I don't know how recent this is, but it only came to my attention this week. Um, Burger King, I don't know if this is America or Australia, I don't know where they did this, but Burger King blacklisted 120 ingredients and they said we're no longer going to use any of these ingredients in any of our burgers. And I don't know what any of them are. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't even heard about I'm it. not qualified. The words are way too, you know, inosinic acid, magnesium glutamate, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know course. any of this stuff. I couldn't tell the difference because remember uh, someone listed a bananas? But the, Ingr- yeah, exactly. What's it called? Ingredients are not the right word. Um, chemical? Chemicals. Chem- chemicals. Because people whinge you and this, and there will be people about to, I feel like, listening on the, e- yeah, about the, on the edge of their seat being mm. like, what, that's bullshit. Um, it might be. I well, don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. But yes, there is. There will be people that will be like, oh, my gosh, don't don't have that. Don't put that in your body because it's full of chemicals. But the chemicals that they have listed are actually chemicals that a banana or an apple contains. So it is really important to not just automatically attach chemicals to being bad which is what a lot of people do. They just mm. put like good food, bad food. Oh, chemicals, that word, it means that it is bad. Well, some chemicals are in, yeah, bananas and whatnot. It's dose dependent. It is do- It's there's, always, yes. There's things that are um, like Panadol, which is sitting on our table now, is stopping my eye from hurting. Yes. But I could have too much and die. Yes, it's of dose, course. So that chemical, whatever's in there, what is it, paracetamol? Yes. At a certain dose... It, it can be you considered can useful yeah. and at a large dose it could be death. Yes. And there's a lot of things that fall in that category. Yeah. So there's a million things on this list. I can't read any of them. There's actually only 120. And so I think the point is don't get caught up in all the things, trying to be an expert. You can lose your life going, oh, my God, that word is so long and I can't read it, and I bet you it's bad, and I so I'm never going to have that again. I would say just balance. 
The key yeah. is in balance. Focus rather than focus on cutting out things like sodas, like Burger Kings, whatever. If you instead first focus on adding things in, mm. so a little hack that most people, a lot of people won't like this hack, but I'll I'll track my fibre. I think it's a fantastic hack. Oh, there you go. It's fantastic. So for me, most of my fibre comes from fruit and veg. So if I aim for 20 to 30 grams of fibre a day, I know that's a good amount of nutrition for me. Yeah. Now, yes, there's fibre in other things as well. So it's not a black and white, 100%, this is how it works. But if you have been tracking for a while and you've got a bit of an idea, like I do, I'll go, cool, I had uh, 10 grams of fibre today. Gee, that's not all that much. I'll, I'll make sure tomorrow, I actually do it in the morning, I actually track yesterday's protein, calories, steps and fibre. Yeah. And I sit on the couch having my cup of tea. So I'll go, yesterday I had nine grams of fibre. That's not that much. I'll start thinking then, well, I better have a bit more fruit and veg today. So yeah. I'll add I'll add things in. Yeah. Don't go out and go, I'm not going to have diet sodas because they've got chemicals. I don't know what they are. Or I'm not going to have an apple because it's the same. Yeah. It's got chemicals. I don't know what they are. Yeah. I wouldn't focus too much on that. I would say focus on uh, the important stuff. Start with protein, calories. Yeah. If you want to get more technical, then if you want to look at your fibre or something like that, add a heap of stuff in and then just balance. If you currently drink a can of Coke a day, you want to switch to a fat loss phase, there's no negative in swapping your Coke for Coke Zero. I think Zero is going to be the zero sugar one, but a zero calorie or uh, soda, Coke, yeah. Pepsi, whatever, there's no harm in it. If you're having seven a day, you may find that that dose for you of whatever chemicals happens to be in there if you feel like shit day in, day out, maybe there's something in there for you individually yeah. that you, that's not good for your gut. Yeah, totally agree. But you could – but, yeah, we could, look, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, Because I could go, well, if you're drinking seven of them a day, how much water are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. What colour is your piss? Is it Coca-Cola colour? <laughs> are you being Coca-Cola? Uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because at a certain point, yeah. where's your water, bro? Exactly. Like you need, yes. Well, okay. Yes, you are getting your insides are getting lubricated with Coke, but yeah, water is <laughs> is probably a better option. Yeah, for the health side of things. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn to a diet drink for my nutritional value for the day. I feel like that is the closing. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't go, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to get fucking healthy. <laughs> Time to pick up the Pepsi Max. I probably wouldn't turn to that. Yeah, are they? You, we could argue all day whether the chemicals in there are, can are fall in a health or an unhealth category. Yeah, it's up to you. I, I honestly don't know what's in there. It looks like Black Death. I bet you they sell it on Death Street. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, used to have a Coca Cola, a can of Coke, every day, every single day. And it wasn't until I, I started to feel sick. It was one of the things that I stopped, and. I will have them here and there. Um, I actually <laughs> bought a six-pack of Pepsi Max, the small cans, the 200 mil cans, and they're in the fridge. Now, that would be the first supermarket soda or fucking whatever, fizzy drink, I've bought in probably three years. I reckon I, more. Probably more. Yeah. I, I have had, um, you know, if you go out and you have uh, Jack Daniels and Coke or stuff like that, you know, 
That's a very rare. That's rare. Even that's rare. I'll usually yeah. have something else. But <laughs> usually have sugar-free cruises, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. A little umbrella hanging out of it. But, like, um, I've actually put them in there. Actually, I've used Coke Zero for the rib recipe. Yes. There you go. So that would have been the last time I bought there Coke cans. Yep. But I'll usually buy one Coke can. It's 200 mils. I pour the whole thing in. I'm out of Coke cans, whatever. Yeah. I actually had a hankering for Pepsi Max. Only, yeah. only a month ago, I reckon. Yeah. So when we went shopping next time, they sell them in a four-pack or a six-pack of those 200-mil cans, and I've had two of them. Exactly. I had one yesterday. There you yeah. go. So balance, yeah. I had one. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel terrible. It didn't add any calories. It was something nice and sweet, so it's not a negative. I yeah. wouldn't say don't don't have well, the Black Death. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. the end of our episode. Yeah. My eye's leaking. Yeah, well, probably good timing. Yeah. Um, guys, obviously the close off for Train With Ash and what Phallus Forever Method closed off ages ago, three, four weeks ago what now. What do we advertise now at the end of it? Well, um, what I was going to suggest is obviously we are now not taking any Train With Ash or Phallus Forever Method clients until February 2022. That is scary. Wow. 2022, that's right, isn't it? Holy moly. Um, but what you can do if you're like, you know what, that five months is so long, you can actually download our free uh, how-to guide or step-by-step guide to sustainable fat loss off my website, ashlane.com.au. Um, and in the meantime, make sure you follow us on social media, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at ash underscore underscore lane and you can follow Brad at train with Brad. Thanks, guys. Okay. Did you want to say more? (laughs) No, I didn't. No, you say more. Go. No, I don't want to say more. See you next week, guys. Okay. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye.